Happy Saturday! This week we have opera singer and road trip adventurer Daniel Chile. He teaches Lulu how to get her cramp on. I don't even know what that means, but listen to the episode to find out. <laughs> It's 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 10K Saturday. And I am <laughs> here about to do a record this Saturday feature bonus interview situation. And the person smiling at me that I can't even stop laughing because he is watching me with my podcast voice on is Daniel Chili. Hello, Daniel. Hello. I'll probably call him Dan. Um, if you're looking for our regular episodes that drop on Wednesdays, please go to the back catalog or just wait for next Wednesday and we will have those imaginary luxury travel days for you. But right now, this is all about Dan all the time. Oh boy. No, I'm so excited. <laughs> so you are on a road trip, um, but it's by yourself and you're driving around the country visiting friends, which is amazing. And I can't believe I'm going to stop on the trip, but that's so exciting. Yeah, the ending is, is definite, but the middle dates are flexible. Thanksgiving, I have a place I wanna, where I want to be. Oh, sure. Yeah. Arcadia, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I don't know why that surprised me. I think it's because in my knowledge of you, I don't think of you as having family in Oklahoma. So I just didn't. I thought you were going to say Daytona. I don't think you might even know about this family in Oklahoma. Uh, maybe I don't. Yeah. It's a half-sister I've known for four years now. Oh, what did you know that she existed? I knew that someone existed. <gasps> How did you find each other? She found us through somewhat like secretive channels, but over the phone eventually. Like the witness protection program? No, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know I found a cousin on Facebook. No, I didn't. He lives here. In, in New York? New York, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I know. We fa- I, I found him through Facebook and he's an actor. What? We have all the same friends. That's great. It's in it's crazy. And so we get called back for shows all the time. And I have I I was in an audition two weeks ago and basically begged them to put me in the same show as him. I said, We really want to work together. PS I didn't book it. So not maybe not the smartest thing to say in an audition. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that you're traveling. At one point, everyone, in our friendship, first of all, Dan and I went to college together. Yeah. So that was many moons ago. And at some point, we were pretty sure that we would see each other every year in a different state. It was sort of happening on its own at first. Yeah, but we, we did. Following um, similar constellations of stars, I guess. Somehow, it just ended up. Florida, clearly. And then Iowa. And we've done Utah. Massachusetts. I definitely saw you in Boston. Yeah. Why did I see you in Boston? Well, we also saw each other in, like, rural Massachusetts. I don't know <gasps> why. I know why. No, no, was it Massachusetts or Connecticut? Okay, this is... Uh, Maybe Connecticut. This is such a tangent out of my life, but yeah. I was getting my MBA. And I had applied to... <laughs> Everyone listening to this is going to be like, where did this come from? I had applied to be an innkeeper at a bed and breakfast. Do you remember this? And so they invited me to come and spend the night at the bed and breakfast, which was in the Berkshires, somewhere in Connecticut. I can barely remember the name of the bed and breakfast. And P.S. I got the job. P.S. I turned it down. So I was there for like a night or maybe two nights. And you were... Tanglewood Festival in Lenox. 
Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. And so you, we met at a bar. We met at a dive bar. Probably. In between Tanglewood and wherever this uh, random bed and breakfast was. And then, oh, I'm like, I feel like there's some weird story that goes with it that I do not remember now. That happens when there's a bar involved. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you in Utah. Mm, Yes. Play Javert. Yes. Did I see you play Javert? Or did I just go to the theater? I think I just went to the theater. Oh, yeah, you couldn't make it. I, I couldn't actually stay for the show. I drove out to see you, but I was at a family reunion, so I couldn't stay for the show. So I think my boyfriend and I at the time came to see you, say hi to you, stage door, and then left. And I got to see the family reunion some, too. You did come to my family reunion. Yeah. It's intense. And brought to you two enchilada sauces from the red iguana... <laughs> Possibly the greatest <laughs> restaurant in Salt Lake City. Um, well, a 10K Dollar Day will be in Salt Lake City in January, so we'll have to go oh, to the Red Iguana. It's worth a shot. Based on you. I forgot that you had come to my family reunion, so how was that for you? It was as promised. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 50 Filipinos in a giant house doing games were you there for game night were you there for yeah i was there for game night which was a blast yeah it was it's like it's like all the drinking games that you can imagine that you would do plus field day yeah all at once there was a lot of laughter and yeah people who knew each other and were really kind towards each other which was a really nice thing <laughs> my family reunions are pretty great it was they are fun. epic oh i'm so glad you went to that yeah me too i completely forgot they made you uh roll lumpia or they made you help with the food. I remember that, that they made you help with food. That's basically what they do anytime someone walks in. They go, great, we're going to feed you, set the table. It's my favorite way to visit somewhere, is to participate instead of so, other things. Other things. <laughs> my other favorite, not other, we have lots of memories that together that I love. One of my favorite memories you were not there for, but you kind of were. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And I was driving, I don't even remember what state I was driving in, but it was, you were still in grad school. And a your, bell is ringing in the distance. Your voice came over the radio. That's right. Singing to me. And I have to say, I was really proud of myself because I was listening to NPR and they, it's back when they actually still played music. And um, they were playing something and this voice comes out of the speaker. And I thought to myself, oh, that really sounds like Dan. And then they said your name, and yeah. I felt so, I don't know, I felt so validated <laughs> that I could tell your voice. <laughs> but it was great. And I've been getting a similar experience recently on my road trip and listening to the podcast <laughs> and having so much fun. And having my voice in your ear. Yeah. You know what? You need to go to one place on this road trip that we've mentioned. Because they're not all expensive. Sometimes it's just a donut place or... Yeah. A place to get a drink or this random arcade. Well, we could make up a map together and I could hit a lot of them. I cannot wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to try to get to Maine in the next couple of days, which will be number 48 for me. (gasps) And I'll have been to all the lower 48 states. What are you missing? For a little time. Just Alaska, Hawaii? Yeah. But you lived in Portland for so long. Three years. You could get to Alaska from there. It's true. 
and Hawaii. You were on the right coast to do all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Alaska. I guess it was too easy, maybe, because I wanted to have to drive and sleep many nights. What's one of the most surprising places you've been that you didn't realize you were going to love? Calgary, very recently. Oh, that's cool. It's sort of like a northern Denver in which it's flat, open prairie land, although rather high. And then there is just this magnificent explosion of mountains within an hour away. Snow covered and daunting and exciting. The city itself is very cosmopolitan. It's, I think it increased something like 60% in population in the last 10 years. Oh, really? It's growing a lot. It's like the Nashville of the North. In fact, it is. I was at the Bell Center of Music, this new place, and they have <laughs> like one of the biggest, possibly the biggest collection of instruments, musical instruments, anywhere. And they had a special exhibit going of Canadian musicians, and there was a lot of Canadian country musicians. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know. Why did you go to Calgary? Friend there. You sound like the customs agents. <laughs> so how long have you known these people? Um, do, when is your end date? How did you get here? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the name of your friend? <laughs> Tom Glenn, wonderful tenor. So it's right. Oh, a tenor. Yeah, and his family, great people. How have you found the transition between doing opera roles to musical theater roles? Um, I guess somewhat circular, since I started in high school doing more musical theater roles. I didn't know that. No. No, because I've always known you as opera. 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 <laughs> opera. Well, in my head, I, I remember now practice rooms at college and singing through stuff. Singing through songs. A, a lot of the musical theater songs that I know now very well, the first person I ever heard them sing was you. Oh, wow. While we were just I sight hope reading. That's good. <laughs> yes, it was great. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I associate your voice with a lot of those songs, which is funny because some of them are like Joanna from Sweeney. You're the yeah. first person that I ever heard sing Joanna. That's a privilege, I guess, and for sure. And thanks to my teachers who introduced me to those. And so, yeah, high school, we had a musical theater class. In high school? In my high school, yeah. Oh, that's great. It was really good. Yeah. And it was kind of like a, ended up being almost like a club would be in which it took up a lot of extra time, of course, with rehearsals. Mm -hmm. But we also did like little run out concerts in Duff's Smorgasbord and like <laughs> senior homes and our sparkly outfits. <laughs> Gershwin medleys oh, and Disney medleys. I wish I could see pictures of you in those oh, sparkly they're outfits. They're around. And then, of course, in the later years in high school, it was sparkly outfit and dreadlocks, which was very interesting i think i i never knew you were the dreadlocks but i have seen the pictures okay. those pictures came out yeah. at one point they're not probably online no <laughs> <laughs> how long did you have dreadlocks for uh halfway down my back uh, how for, in time what is that five years maybe <laughs> that's a commitment six years yeah was it stressful when you decided not to have them anymore no it was actually a reduction of stress and weight and drying time. Drying time? They take forever to dry. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a mop, but longer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you can wash, which was often the first question people asked. It was either, do you have any drugs to sell or how long do you ever wash them? You're a pretty clean person. I'm pretty sure you washed them. I did. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Um, I've just known you for so long. It's so funny because yeah. um, I guess one of the gifts of this podcast is that I sit across from somebody and while I'm thinking about what to talk about, literally I'm seeing flashes of our friendship go mm. across my face or my mind and I've just known you for so long. Yeah. So I'm like, what What do we talk about? Do we talk about the hours that I knew that you were translating music in the library? Do I ask you about your macrobiotic community you lived with when you were in college? Do we talk about uh, going, oh, do you remember when I was like, Obsessed with the new Volkswagen Beetle, and then you took me to the dealership to look at the Beetle one night. Like I remember weird things like. I wish that. I did. It sounds really fun. You were very sweet. <laughs> I was obsessed with the Volkswagen Beetle because it had come out like around that time when I was in college. Oh, the, like was, the Renaissance of the Beetle. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was really depressed. I don't know if I was depressed or if something. And I remember we got into your Geo Tracker. Did you have a Geo Tracker? Suzuki Samurai. Same type of car. Yeah. Uh, you know, a little truncated SUV with a flap top. And then you took me to the Volkswagen dealership to look at the Beetle through the window. Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, he was pretty cool. You should meet him someday. <laughs> I remember also, of course, Drum, Drum, Rodeo Whip. The best ice cream shop in the history of the world. And somehow in Deland, Florida. It's in Deland, Florida. Yes. Rodeo Whip. Sorry, guys, we're going into memory lane. I'm probably going to cut a ton of that out. But <laughs> um, Rodeo Whip is this family owned. Like, there's only one, right? Mm -hmm. It's got to be. Uh, ice cream shop in DeLand, Florida, which is where Dan and I went to college. And it it uh, got destroyed in a hurricane recently. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they rebuilt it. Okay. People, people were like, no, we must have our rodeo whip. And they rebuilt it. As they should. As they should. It was so delicious. They I wonder if they still, it. though, have the signs with, like, the plastic letters that you have to put up there one at a time. I hope so. And I hope there's some, you know, high school sophomore that's doing it as their first job. That's how it always yeah. should be. I wonder if they made their own ice cream. We didn't used to ask the same questions. At Rodeo Whip? Yeah. Uh, they had to. In my head, it's like that quintessential neighborhood ice cream store yeah. where the same families owned it forever. And all the kids, it's their first job. And then there's one kid that's like, "I'm this isn't for me. I want to go out and do this instead. And the dad is like, no, every Johnson has worked at Rodeo Whip for the last 40 years. <laughs> and they're having a fight about it right now. Every Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> every single one. Uh one side of my family is Johnson. Really? Yeah. Well, it's your family. You own Rodeo Whip. Congratulations. Um, okay, so we have questions. And they're just right now questions. They're mm -hmm. not stressful. So, Daniel Chile. I, I like to put the pause in, too. I like to say, Daniel Chile. I like that. I like to let the L just sit on it just a tad. That's the way. I think so. That's when, when I went, first went to graduate school. That was the first question that the director of the opera program opera program and diction teacher slash book writer asked me how do you say your last name 
Chile. That's right. Chile. <laughs> His diction was great, I can tell. Well, uh, it was very important to him, clearly. <laughs> okay, uh, so Daniel Chile, what is your obsession right now? Mushrooms. Yeah? Yeah. All kinds? Three ways. Tell me. So I found there's like snack garden makes these bags of freeze-dried i believe shiitake mushrooms okay crispy snacky oh just to eat say something like that on the bag yeah that sounds amazing with your mouth yeah (laughs) and um they're (laughs) seasoned Uh uh-huh and have some little sweetener on them sweetener that's not what i thought you were i know it's like you not what you would ever think a shiitake mushroom could be are they um are they um pliable crispy oh oh, clearly my hand motion was yeah it was meaning complete something completely different to you no yeah they're 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 crispy because they're freeze-dried so it's kind of like growing up freeze-dried ice cream Uh uh-huh doesn't Are, taste like ice cream. But it's overall sweet or overall savory? Just a li- It's kind of like a combo. That sounds fascinating. Or, I mean, I love mushrooms. Yeah. So this is an easy sell So for me. it doesn't have that, for lack of a better term, formaldehyde sort of note to it that shiitake <laughs> mushrooms sometimes <laughs> yeah, have. Yeah, sure. But the caps are really good, but sometimes the stems are like nothing you've ever bitten into, and it's very enjoyable. Somehow the flavor gets further in, perhaps, because it's freeze-dried. <laughs> I don't know how they do it. I don't know. But That's I just sad. looked to see, because someone I, gave them to me, and I looked to see it's like a $13 snack bag of mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I want to try them. Next time I have an extra $13, I'm going to get a bag of that. So that's what's on my wish list. What's on your wish list? My wish list. Do I get two? Yeah, there's no rules. <laughs> Crampons. Crampons? I don't actually know the etymology, which is weird because I love etymology. But it's the little spiky metal things that you clip onto the undersides of your shoes when you're on ice and snow. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the spikes. Yeah. Like golf spikes, but for ice. Bigger and very tough looking. Right, and you want those because? Well, when I was... Back in Calgary, yeah. As in earlier in our conversation, I got up to got to go up onto a mountain that had recently had some snow, and you know I was feeling great. We hiked in for a, maybe two hours or so, or making our way up this mountainside. We could see there was snow on the way. It was beautiful, and this the day was warm, fairly and clear. But the wind starts to pick up the higher you go because there's no protection. Sure. And you know I have pretty good hiking boots, but then once the wind starts to really show you what it's made of, and you feel like you're going to get knocked off this mountain. That's one thing. And then if you turn around to take a little break and you look back in the valley and see yeah. the other mountains and can be overwhelmed by, like, vastness, mm-hmm. and you get a little bit, as my friend said, vertiginous. <laughs> I'm not scared of heights per se, but sometimes when there's, yeah. when there's not much below you, yeah. There's just lots of right. meters of distance I, since you're in Canada. Well, I'm not scared of heights, but I'm scared of falling. Yeah. Which is different than falling being scared is, of heights. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. 
that's what not what we were there for we were more for like the upwards and downwards with control and like once we started hitting snow at the same time i just like started to get that dizzy kind of woo Mm -hmm. feeling up there so the crampons the crampons mean that you grip into the ice Mm -hmm. and the snow okay and if people are doing more technical climbing like actually vertically climbing ice which is amazing not in my experiences but that, that, they use those because they have like spikes in the front and in the back. Got it. So it's kind of like, you know, Wolverine out your shoes. You have to wear them the whole time you hike, you're doing the climb though, right? Only with ice and snow because otherwise you're going to get, it's... It's not stable. It's like wearing... Lots uh, of tiny little high heels. Some Yeah, high heels on cobblestones right. or worse. Okay, yeah. I mean, do you, I'm just, because this is like not my world. Yeah. Do you start your hike with them on or at some point do you stop and go, hey guys, let's crampons up. Right. You, you bring them with you if you have that forethought <laughs> or you have them and I don't have them. Right. right, right, right. To me, they sound like the old school roller skates that went on every shoe. Yep. Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Though, yeah, instead of that, the metal with the screws that you adjust uh-huh. and slide to different sizes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like... That uh, was safe, those. <laughs> Did you say you had a second wish list? Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah who needs it? Who needs it? Who needs it? Um, okay. $10,000. Why did that... Whoa, what was that sigh for? That should be a fun question. I am... It's great fun. Yeah. I just realized I hadn't figured it out. Because I don't know what to do. Because it's not... I'm going to say, like, well, I think I'll pay off my tax debt. I mean, that's a real answer. <laughs> that's that's a very... Re- I think there's a lot of people, including me, who would relate to that. I'm sorry for this side, but I guess that's my discomfort with larger amounts of money. Yeah. I guess I'm scared of it. I guess so. What if... That's not what this is about. Yeah, but what if I said... <laughs> no, but that's a very honest answer. I think that a lot of us have never had that influx of money before, and so then there's just this... It seems so out of the norm which it is out of the norm yeah so if i gave you ten thousand dollars today right now at eight forty-six p.m and i said here's the deal you have to spend it by eight forty-six tomorrow or you have to get it out of your body rid it get get it rid and you can't just give it to someone because that's the next question um gotcha. yeah then then what would it be hmm you know i'm on the road trip so i'm already doing something that's very enjoyable for me Mm -hmm. i suppose i could fly somewhere since this is new york yeah you could come and go in a jiffy (laughs) is there somewhere that you would go besides alaska and hawaii or would that be it would you complete your 50 i don't know i don't know when can you do that in a day it's a long flight um well i'm a little more free and easy with the day on the 10k saturday i just Mm -hmm. say if you had an extra ten thousand, what would you do i mean it that kind of opens it up a little bit I was at a beautiful print fair today. Yeah, you were. And there were some original prints from the ukiyo-e period in Japan uh-huh. of when Tokyo was Edo in the early 19th, excuse me, 18th century, I think. And there were some artists who I only recently recognize, like Hokusai mm-hmm. and um, Utamaro. And Hokusai has a very particular appealing quality to his prints and perhaps i could purchase one of those that was around ten thousand dollars that and sounds then great share it with someone who 
I don't know, perhaps like a, maybe like our Stetson University or something. You wouldn't even keep it for yourself? I don't know. I mean, because I could always, always go back there. I mean, we both move so much. Yeah, I, I, I don't like having no, I get things it. that break and, I get and have problems with waters or contact with water or pears. Yeah. I have so many books have been damaged by so pears anything, in my book bag. By pears? <laughs> just that's, pear that's juice. Right. Just pear juice everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They're delicate, those pears. That yeah. flesh is quite soft. So you have to be really careful. That's a great answer. And we were just talking about that earlier at dinner about, or lunch, I don't know, we had 14 meals in the space of an hour, about how you went. And, and I think you even said if you had $10,000 to spend on a print, I guess you could have gone there and bought something. Yeah, in some cases, $160,000. Unbelievable. Oh, to be able to do it, right? Can I sh- yes, it would be, a, a, it would feel strange. It would yeah. feel like being up, it would be a vertiginous moment. A vertiginous moment. If you had to give it away... What would you do? The ten thousand dollars. Yeah. No. Not no. The print. No. The ten thousand dollars. Well, I've had in the last couple of years become somewhat acquainted with IRCO, the Immigrant and Refugee Center of Oregon, which uh, helps a lot of people. And I was involved a little bit with the Africa House, which is a part of IRCO mm-hmm. there in Portland, and helped some Saturdays tutoring kids who need a lot of help with mostly math, homework, and English. And these kids are amazing who have spent time from when they left the countries that they their families left. They've been in several places and picked up three or four languages. Mm-hmm. And they're just so full of like optimism and fantastic. And there are adults that are also there during the week and they have like a little vegetable garden outside. And they have their pictures with the plants. And I think it's this beautiful association that they're seeing their own faces with these plants that they're nurturing and yeah. um, and the plants themselves are thriving. Because I've heard some small stories from some of the younger people who naturally are more re- somewhat more resilient. And I can only imagine in their faces some of the things that the people have been through. Yeah. That um, leaving countries and they, you know, trying to cross borders and you know one or two of their brothers or sisters didn't make it but you know they're doing well and they're it's one of the things that portland does pretty well that's great is to get behind things that can really make a difference in people's lives so i would like to give some money to them yeah i think that they could probably use that money for sure and you it's a it's an organization you've worked with so you believe in the way that they're going to use the money which is great. I've gotten to know some of the, um, and interact with some of the people who operate day to day. And I've gotten to know some of the people who coordinate the programs yeah. and they they throw all these events to show their appreciation for the mentors and the tutors. And, That's cool. And it seems almost more than is deserved to receive the, that kind of gratitude. And yet also they're going forward with a lot of instinct and heart because they don't seem to just throw money at problems. They're creating a lot of job training, especially. Oh, that's great. That's really, really lovely. We, I'm glad we can talk about that because we we always link to it on our blog as well whenever oh, yeah. we talk about something. So especially we do have some listeners in Portland or at least in the area around Portland listeners. I don't remember exactly. I feel I know that Val, you live up there. So check that out. How do you, is it IR? What's the acronym? C-O. 
IRC. Immigrant and Refugee Center of Oregon. Yeah, they should look that up. Val, look that up. We have one question left. Look at us. Okay. You did so well. What's your happy today? My happy today is that on this road trip, and I've been enjoying a lot of the nature and sights that I've seen, but my objective has been to kind of reconnect with friends face-to-face. And the happy has been how sometimes two or three times a day I've been able to see friends who over time have really kept on to their dreams and found new dreams and are thriving in their ways like you are. And um, my artist friend who I saw her uh, piece Mm -hmm. at that fair today and she spoke in front of people and she's still filled with the same fire for making art. That's so cool. Yeah. And I feel really lucky to know all these people. I'm happy you're here. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I hope I cut out enough of the inside jokes for you to enjoy this. (laughs) 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 Um, But I'm so happy that Dan is here today. You're not on the social media that much. Oh, you are on Instagram. Yeah. Do you want to tell people? You don't have to. Do you want to? What do you want? Do you want to be contacted? Do you want to be available? What do you want? On Instagram? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, Dan is on Instagram. You can find him at, wait, I think I know it. Chili Bud. Yeah, C-I-L-L-I, the Italian way, and then Bud with two Ds. Yeah. So just lots of double consonants. That's, that's what it is. It's a reference to a literary character, opera character, Billy Bud. Oh, yeah, Billy Bud. Is that opera opera? Yeah. Operetta? Opera opera. Opera opera? Oh, yeah, it's very long. Which one is Very it? Very serious. I guess I don't know. I th- Billy I, Bud. It's a, Billy Bud? Yeah. Based on the Melville novella. Uh-huh. Turned into a very beautiful and thorny opera because it's not an easy subject. There's a metaphor in there somewhere, but I feel like we've run out of time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he um, likes sailing. He, you just learned how to sail. And he loves his friends. There? That's one of the things we have in common. That's you, yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, sailing is new, but you've always loved your friends. Yeah. I'm happy you're here. I'm so thankful that you sat down with me and uh, say bye to everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs>